everyone, it's your girl Christina Savani and this is Saved Save the Podcast where we are changing the perspective on what it means to be saved one episode at a time. What's up you guys? This is your girl Christina Savani and this is another episode of, you know it, Save Save the Podcast where we talk about all the things taboo, uh, all the myths, all the things that people don't normally talk about in the church but we're talking about it here and we're talking about how in all of it you can be super saved, save, save, whatever you want to call it but It does not make you any less Christian to have these conversations. And y'all know how I get it started with my favorite segment, my nothings about nothings. Guys, this is a segment where I literally just rant and ramble about whatever is on my mind at the moment. It is never pre-thought of, never predetermined. I literally just sit down and what comes up comes out uh, as far as how my brain operates. So it gives you a good glimpse into the mind of Christina Savani. And today, (laughs) y'all, your girl is suffering. Um, So I've been in my apartment about a year and it's on a different side of town than I um, lived in before. And this side of town literally is filled with the one tree that I'm allergic to. Not only that, like my apartment complex is filled with the one tree that I'm allergic to. And they're all in bloom right now because we are in spring. Um, I guess I missed it last year because, you know, we were all quarantining and everything. And so I wasn't outside daily. Um, So I missed that whole process of going outside and my face itching and my throat feel like it is closing up and sinus headaches, sinus pressure and all of those things that (laughs) made it. Looked like I had COVID last year because um, I was sneezing and blowing my nose like 24-7. Um, I missed the severity of it last year because, one, I wasn't outside, and two, I wasn't on this side of town. But, like, two days ago, I walked outside, and mind you, these trees are beautiful. They set such a beautiful scenery, and I thank God that I get to see this beautiful scenery. I just wish... <laughs> that I didn't have to be in it because me and the way allergies are set up is not cool. And can I just say like growing up, I literally thought like this was a normal thing for everybody, but no, just like there are people who walk around with perfect vision and do not need glasses, which that's a whole nother soapbox. There are people who are walking around allergy free. Like they can just walk outside this time of year and just enjoy these beautiful trees in bloom. They're all white and gorgeous. And they can just be like, oh, they're blooming. This is beautiful. And mind their business. And then there are those of us who, like, if I sound stuffy, that's why. <laughs> um, who are just like miserable and waiting for all of these flowers to fall off these trees and for the seasons to change yet again because we are can't breathe, basically. 
Um, but I'm not complaining. I'm just, I'm used to it. I'm just going through it. So pray for your girl because allergy season is no joke. And I think this one is like making up for the fact that nobody was outside last year because this is the worst my allergies have been in like a few years. So pray for your girl. Um, but yeah. But to get into this week's episode, so one thing I love, and I've said this on episodes before, is when, like, the word aligns with, like, what is going on in the world. And, like, I've said before, I have a list of different topics that I want to, you know, talk about with you guys in this season. And all of them obviously have to do with faith and how faith goes with everything. But I don't really have a particular order on how each topic is discussed or when I'm going to discuss which topic, so on and so forth. But God knows. And I love that because I'll be sitting, um, you know, enjoying my weekend or at work and something will happen or I'll have a conversation with somebody or something. And I'm like, mm, that's what I'm talking about this week. And it's already something on my list. But like God just gives me that little nudge of confirmation to say, this is what you're talking about for this week. And I am so thankful because it makes recording these podcasts so much easier and so much more enjoyable when I hear that still small voice of his being like this is what you should talk about so with that being said um this week we are talking about faith and perfection um and what I mean by that is the basically that feeling that a lot of Christians have that they have to be perfect. It's like this overwhelming feeling of I need to be the best of the best and I can't have any flaws. Like the Bible tells us to be Christ-like, but a lot of times we get this overwhelming feeling that we're supposed to be exactly like Christ, meaning that we're supposed to have no sin in us, no sin in our heart. We're not even supposed to have these thoughts pop up. We're not supposed to have any of these things happen because we are Christians. And sometimes it is an overbearing feeling because we get into this moment of when a negative or sinful thought does pop up or when we do sin or when we do fall short of his grace and his glory which is daily if you want to be honest because the only person that does not fall short never fell short was Christ but we get into this moment of when those things do happen we start beating ourselves up or we want to hide in shame, or we want to be secretive, or like my last podcast episode, we want to be silent. And we don't want the world to know that we're human. Now, let me just put this caveat in here, because I know if everyone who is listening to this, if you are anything like me, a certain situation might pop into your head, 
when you look at the title of this podcast or you start listening to what I'm saying and you want to come for my neck and be like, well, we need to be held accountable and certain things are just not right and blah, blah, blah. I get it. And there, and I'm not speaking on that situation because I have thoughts and opinions that I know I'm going to keep to myself. But what I will say is when it comes to perfection, many people, when they do mess up, you have two different sides of it. Just like you have two different sides of silence that I talked about last time. You have the side of it that they hide and they cover up. And they feel they beat themselves up worse than they have to be beat up. And then you have the side that is like, I'm not perfect. I'm only human. I'm not going to say which side is right or which side is wrong. That is not my place. But the two do go hand in hand. Because I feel like a lot of times what happens is the people who beat themselves up try to do it before other people get the opportunity. Because, and I've said this before, even in the church, like, we don't hold back. Like, we are some of the worst of the worst in certain situations. And a lot of that comes from trying to act, like I call it, holier than thou. Um, And so when people do mess up, we're looking at them like, you should have known better. You should have done this. You should have done that. And so it causes people to beat themselves up and try to live to this unrealistic standard of perfection instead of repenting. Like, that is the point I'm trying to get at. Is like, it doesn't matter what the person did or didn't do. What matters is not living by a standard that causes you not to repent. And by repenting, that means going to God, honestly, sometimes going to your accountability partners, honestly, and say, I sinned, I messed up, and I don't want to be like that anymore. Now, granted, you might sin two, three, four, five, 17,000 more times before you get it right. But it's having that heart to say, I messed up, I'm not perfect, but I'm striving to be like Christ daily. I'm dying to my flesh daily. It's not saying, oh, I'm only human, I'm not perfect, brushing it off like that sin is okay. And it's not hiding behind this era of perfection like I have it all together when my world is falling apart. It's that middle ground of candidacy, that middle ground of truth, that middle ground of grace that all of us need to fall into, where it's saying, I'm not perfect, I'm not striving to be perfect, but I'm striving to be Christ-like, meaning that I'm striving to live in love by grace and by compassion and by kindness and by gratitude I'm I'm trying to live by the fruits of the Spirit. That is what it's saying. Not that I'm trying to be perfect. And unfortunately, in the society that we live in, a lot of that comes from outside influence. A lot of that comes from other people 
thinking that you're perfect because they've been around other Christians who act holier than thou or other people who act like everything is all fine and dandy when their world is falling apart. And so they have this notion that all Christians act like that and that all Christians are just prim and proper always. And so they don't give you that room, that grace for flaws because everybody sins, like everybody. Like I sin, everyone that listens to this is sinning. Like because we are on this earth right now in the flesh, we are going to sin. Like whether it be as simple as fudging the truth or as big as, I don't know, like shoplifting. <laughs> like somebody has sinned in the course of their life. Like the only person who lived a sinless life was Jesus Christ. So because he is the only one, that means that you've sinned. Like you were born into a simple world. So, so knowing this, there's no way that we can say, I'm living a perfect life or I'm striving to live a perfect life because we've already sinned. So that perfection is not attainable anymore for us. But what is attainable is grace. What is attainable is love. What is attainable is compassion. What is attainable is being able to repent and still be in God's will. Yet we have some people who sit here and it's like, well, I've never done that. I don't even know how this person could possibly do this. When they are the main ones doing what they're judging other people for doing. And so you get into this situation of, well, if that's how they're going to act, I'm just not going to let them know about my sin. And I'm going to act just like they're acting. And so you get this cycle of, I'm holier than thou. I've never done anything like that. I'm sticking my nose up to you for doing something like that. So then the next person is like, well, this is how I have to play the game of Christianity. And it shouldn't be like that. I promise you guys, it's tiring. I've been there. Like that is my candidness is I've tried the whole perfection model of basically acting like that was my life like I wasn't just out here being a hot mess and it was tiresome because I had this image to uphold basically in the church or I thought I had this image to uphold of I have to be a certain way I have to do this I have to do that because that's how a Christian is supposed to act God set me down real quick <laughs> um and he basically told me the only way I need to act is like Christina Savani in my true authentic self. And my true authentic self is myself that loves him. And as long as I'm loving him and I'm striving to be like him, everything else is going to fall into line. So it's not like I'm striving for, for perfection. I'm striving for that relationship with God. Um, I remember having a conversation with somebody one day about like clothing choices in church and that's like one of those big things where it comes like imperfection because you know people always say like come as you are but then when you have a girl who has never been to church come in church with like a dress that might be a little too short 
all eyes are on her. Like, she knew better not to come into the church like this. But what if she didn't? And so we get into that cycle early on when you step into the church. And I remember having a conversation with somebody and they were like saying that the church that they attended, they were so thankful that it wasn't that type of environment because it helped them learn that God will change you in due time. Because she was one of those girls that didn't dress, quote unquote, appropriately when she first walked into church. But as she attended more, as she spent more time with God, as she spent more time in his presence, he changed her. Not to say that there was anything wrong with her attire, but she was convicted personally, not by anybody else saying anything, not by anybody else telling her what she had on was wrong. But she was convicted because of the love of the people in her church and the love of Christ. And a lot of times that conviction doesn't happen because people are stuck pretending, basically. Like, that's what I feel like that perfection, the perfect Christian is, is you're pretending. Because honestly, what is a perfect human? Like, really think about that because the only person to have lived a perfect life was fully man and fully God. So what is a perfect human? Because if we look in the Bible, Adam and Eve got, what, to chapter three? Like, chapter three of book one of the Bible before they messed up. So... What is a perfect human? Like, what is a perfect Christian? And I bet if I was in a room full of people right now and I asked that question, everyone would give me a different answer. Or people would tell me there's no such thing. So if there's no such thing, why are we striving for it? Why are we striving for the unattainable instead of just striving for a relationship with him? Why are we striving to please other people? Why are we striving to get the approval and opinions of other people more so than we are striving to get the approval and the opinion of the one who matters most? Like, it's, (laughs) I remember when I was younger, somebody told me, you know, the older you get, the less you care about people's opinions. And, you know, as I'm creeping up on 30, I am strongly believing that. But at the same time, I still feel like in the church, those opinions can matter, those opinions can hurt, and those opinions can dictate how you operate as a Christian. And like I've said, like those opinions can then have you fall into that pitfall of trying to live up to an unrealistic standard. Because I guarantee you, and this is no shade to anybody, but like, If you are trying to live up to the standard of a perfect Christian because you saw such and such in the church be a perfect Christian, they're probably struggling with something that they haven't mentioned because everyone is struggling with something like because we're human. And (laughs) I, I literally do not like the phrase, you know, I'm only human. Nobody's perfect. But. I feel like it applies so much here in a different sense. It's not an excuse 
but it's a redirection of focus. So it's not saying, excuse my sin because nobody's perfect and I'm only human. But it's saying nobody's perfect and the human being of me is just trying to have a relationship with God. And I'm going to mess up. And when I mess up, I pray that he convicts my heart. And I pray that I'm able to repent with a full and honest heart to come back to him. And when I do, I'm able to then live a full and prosperous life in him. So that when I do mess up again, I already know the steps I need to take. The steps I need to take to repent, to be in right standing with him once again. That's what I feel like that phrase should be. Unfortunately, people try to use it as a scapegoat. And the basically when they get caught. But what if you didn't need to get caught? What if you were so in line with Christ that when you messed up, you automatically hit your knees to pray and repent? What if you didn't need to get caught to say that phrase? What if all you knew it, like you were personally convicted and you knew that I'm not perfect. So when I fall, these are the steps I need to take. And it's not a scapegoat. It's not I'm living one life and at home and then one life in public. It's not when I do sin, I'm just going to hide it because no one will understand. Like, what if we all were understanding? What if we all were non-judgmental and we all looked at ourselves first and looked at how we aren't perfect in every instance and we are having to repent and then look at others in that same light? And then we're able to hold each other accountable more because we're like, Okay, yeah, you're not perfect, but how did you handle this situation? What do you think happened to where you fell into that sin? How are you going to move forward afterwards? And that's not saying that the sin is okay. It's never saying that sin is okay because God hates sin. He hates every bit of sin. But what it's saying is that when it happens, because sin is going to happen as long as we're on this earth, that we know how to respond judgment-free, perfection-free, basically. So we're holding each other accountable, but we're not holding each other on a pedestal. We're not holding each other to these outrageous standards that basically drain us and burn us out. We're sitting here and we're looking at ourselves and saying, I'm not perfect, neither is my neighbor, so we need to hold each other accountable because we're susceptible to sin. I think that's the main point is like, I'm not perfect, so I need help. I need relationship. I need human relationship as well as godly relationship because that's the only way I'm going to make it through this life. That's the only way I'm going to make it through what I'm doing. And the more that you have that relationship, the more that you have that faith in God that he can restore you, that when you repent, there is no judgment, there is no shame, there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ, you build a better relationship with him and with others around you. And you can sit up and be like, well, you know, I'm not perfect, but I'm loved by God. 
And I got the people holding me accountable for when I mess up. Because accountability, y'all, it matters. And it keeps you grounded. Because I don't know about y'all, but I don't like going to my accountability partners when I mess up. But I do. Because I know I'm going to mess up. But knowing that I'm going to have to go to them holds me accountable, (laughs) if that makes sense. So I think a little bit more about the things that I do because if it if I get into some mess, not only am I have to go to God, I'm have to go to these people. And people aren't as kind as God sometimes, you know? Now granted I do love my accountability group, you know. I don't want them to listen to this and be like, oh we not kind because they are a little petty. <laughs> but you know Basically, what I'm saying is, you know, accountability matters in all of this. In all of this, accountability matters. And it helps to take away this idea of the perfect Christian. This idea that you have to act or look a certain way. Like, that's why I created this podcast. Like, there there are a thousand reasons why. But one reason why is to show that there is no perfect Christian. There is no perfect way to do this Christian life. The only thing that God asks of you is to spend time with him. And when you mess up, repent. Like, I've realized over the years that sometimes it's really that simple. Like, and if y'all don't know what I'm talking about, refer to season one where I'm talking about grace. Um, Because that's one of the simplest things ever that people make out to be so much more. But like a lot of things in the Bible or just in your walk with Christ are simple. They're simple in explanation. That doesn't mean that the application of it is simple, but the explanation of it is very simple. God wants you in right standing. He wants you in relationship. And when you mess up, hence I keep saying when. He wants you to repent so that you can be back in relationship and back in right standing. And he doesn't want us walking around like we perfect because we not. So can we just not act like we are? Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that's all I got for you guys. Um, I really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, I have no segue today into the end. Um, Because these allergies are kicking my butt and I have a huge headache that will not let up. Um, So there's no segue. But just remember to like, comment, subscribe, review. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We are on iHeartRadio. We are on Google. We are on Anchor. We're on CastBox. We're on Breaker. We're on so many more that I never remember the names of and make sure that you tell a friend and that you're subscribed and that you're updated and that you follow us on Instagram at Save Save Podcast, follow us on Facebook at Save Save Podcast and let's grow this community guys. Let's grow this community of imperfect Christians because that's the best type of Christian and um, while y'all at it, Go listen to one of my favorite songs that kind of describes this all. Um, it's probably going to be the title of this, uh, Perfectly Imperfect by Mike Teasy. 
um, basically describes basically everything I was saying in this episode. So go listen to that because I love him. Um, he's a Christian rap artist and he's amazing. But anyway, until next time, this has been Safe Saved Podcast with your girl, Christine Samadhi. Peace.